So I call it soul care because it's not only about that shower. It is about that shower. And it's important for us to join together and give ourselves permission for that. We want to say we've had enough of being at the effect of society and culture. Like we're intelligent human beings. We don't need someone to tell us that it's selfish to take care of ourselves anymore. We have to band together and say that's, that's ridiculous, really. It's ridiculous to think that if I take care of myself, I could be anything but better and more beneficial for my child is ridiculous. And we're not having it anymore. And then on top of that, we're souls on a journey. We're spirits on a journey. And when we get to the end of our life and we look back, we're not going to look back at whether our kid got in bed at eight o'clock on a Tuesday night. We're going to look back at how connected we were on the journey with our children that's what I know that people are hungry and starving for. And that is why we need to think of ourselves as a whole souled individual. That's why I elevate the practice of self-care to really the practice of soul care. It's an elevation. It's like soul care 2.0, right? Welcome to A Conscious Way Forward, a podcast about healing, reimagining leadership, and reinventing education. If you're a seeker, change maker, or dreamer, you're in the right place. I'm your host, David K. Richards, and I'm on a mission to help individuals rise in consciousness and to usher in a new paradigm of a more equitable and just global society. As an educator, founder and CEO, dadpreneur, coach, and ambassador for change, I share my conscious journey through real, raw, and relatable stories while engaging in conversations with a diverse group of guests. I discuss timeless wisdom teachings and how they've helped me navigate life, leadership, parenting, and heal my traumatic childhood wounds. If you're ready to come home to your soul's purpose, co-create a more equitable world, dream, act, and heal forward together, then please continue to listen. Hello, everyone. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about today's episode. Today, my wife, Julie, and I co-host an interview with the wonderful, exceptional, extraordinary, amazing wisdom teacher, Susie Lula, who has been really impactful in my life through her work with Dr. Shafali and the inner child work I did with her. She's phenomenal. You're going to love this conversation. She reminded me that there's no ceilings, walls, or floors to stop me, you, anyone from reaching our highest potential when we step into the realm of infinite possibility, one of my favorite phrases. And you'll, when you listen to Susie, you'll hear the ease she has in her own beingness of who she really is and her two decades spent deepening her spiritual psychology and her coaching practice just makes this a really phenomenal conversation. So open your heart wide and let's get going. All right, welcome everyone. I'm so excited today to be with Susie Lula. And we also have an amazing co-host today, Julie, my wife. So Susie's given us the opportunity to bring the two of us together for a nice little special co-host episode. And so we're so excited. I'm going to pass it over to Julie and she'll introduce Susie since they've been working together for a while now. Yeah. So I have to tell the backstory about this, and it is that I am essentially hijacking the episode today. <laughs> when I heard that David had asked Susie if she would be willing to come on to his podcast, 
I was so jealous. I could not even stand to think of David having a conversation for a full hour with Susie without me. And so I asked if I could possibly be the co-host for today. And of course, David graciously said yes. So I am so happy to be here with Susie Lula. Susie Lula and I have been working together for a little more than a year, I think, in both a coaching relationship and then also more recently, I've been part of a small uh, group coaching and mentoring program called Permission to Thrive. And it has been a great honor for me to be able to be on this path with Susie at the helm as my wisdom teacher. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know Susie, which you definitely should, and you will after today, she is a spiritual therapist and a speaker and a best-selling author. She wrote The Motherhood Evolution, How Thriving Mothers Raise Thriving Children. Susie's been in practice for over 20 years, and she is an expert in spiritual transformation. And from a personal standpoint, I can say that Susie is one of the most authentic and genuine, and she pursues depth in every regard and every relationship that she has. And so it has been incredible to be in Susie's field and to grow alongside her. And also Susie and I share a deep sensitivity, which I think a lot of these listeners will appreciate and that we feel the world deeply and we embrace that deep feeling that, that we have. Susie also is a practitioner at the Agape International Spiritual Center. And there she is on the board of directors. In addition, she teaches and speaks regularly. And finally, Susie leads Luminous, which is an online holistic community for women. And she does that alongside uh, fellow wisdom teacher, Dr. Shafali Sabari, who many of you uh, may know from her books, The Conscious Parent, The Awakened Family, and then most recently, A Radical Awakening. So thank you, Susie, for taking the time to be here with us today. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we get going? Just that I'm so happy to be with both of you. I know and love both of you dearly. And I just can't wait to jump into this conversation. I'm so grateful for you guys having me and just inviting all of your listeners into our intimate conversation that we're getting ready to have. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, the only thing I would add is that I've done your a couple of your inner child courses mm. when I was in your manifestation with Dr. Chafali and I remember anytime you would comment on a post I would make in your manifestation, I could tell that it was like deep from the heart, really connected, intuitive. I was like, wow, this person is amazing. Like I have to get to know her better. And so I'm just honored to have you. And then when I did your inner child courses, it was like, whoa, this is life-changing stuff. So thank you for being you and, and all the work that you do to help humanity. Mm, thank you so much. That really means a lot to me. It's amazing how through courses on a Zoom, um, one can feel so deeply connected to yes. someone else, you I know? So we have that heart-to-heart -heart connection, which I'm sure all of your listeners have, right? So let's keep this conversation of the heart. And yes. I know everybody will just benefit. Yeah, yeah. So what I wanted to say is that since I started working with you, one of the biggest takeaways I've had is that self-care and soul care is not a selfish act. It's actually the greatest gift that we can give to ourselves and to our partners and to our other family members, our children, and even our coworkers. 
And um, so I just find that it empowers us to enter into these relationships with greater connection and ease. I've experienced that in a very visceral way for myself. So for our listeners who may not be familiar with the concept of soul care, which I know is a key pillar of your work, can you describe what soul care is and how that fits into your coaching practice and also your courses? Absolutely. So I think that most of you are aware of this term self-care. It's everywhere now. And we typically think of it as relaxation, which is wonderful, right? We think of it as, you know, especially for us women, sometimes taking a long bubble bath with candles or, you know, hiking in nature, mani-pedis, you know, having a nice glass of wine at the end of the day. And all of that is wonderful and it's great and it's amazing. And the way that I think about it is that that is certainly satisfying and nurturing and nourishing on the physical level after a long day to go give yourself permission to take a nice long bubble bath is something that most of us in culture have been taught not to do, right? Especially you guys are parents, you have younger children to think of, well, I have, you know, dinner and then we have to brush teeth and homework and I'm not going to go take a long, luxurious, you know, bath with candles tonight. It's probably not going to happen. So even on the physical level of life, culture and society create sort of a disconnect for us with taking care of ourselves, right? When you kind of know deep down, like I actually really do need something to relax this evening. Maybe it isn't like an hour long, you know, bath, but maybe it is a quick shower before dinner. Maybe it was a quick shower, like between yesterday and today, right? (laughs) And just the water on you as a parent to be able to exhale for a minute so that when you do go back into brushing your teeth and bedtime and homework, you come to those tasks and activities, a more relaxed, inwardly connected person. So already there is this disconnect in society that is deep down, we know what we need and society is going, no, 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 there's no time because then your kids won't be in bed at eight o'clock, right? But then you're this anxious person trying to get your kids to brush their teeth to get them to bed by eight o'clock. And so there's anxiety in the home, right? So there's, first of all, there's that piece of it where I'm really seeking to be an advocate for all of us to join together collectively to recognize that culture is feeding us something on keeping us consumers, keeping us in a field of lack, keeping us in a field of powerlessness, that we need that next thing that they're selling us to get our kids to bed. rather than maybe I needed a three minute shower before cooking dinner to create peace and relaxation in my family. So there's all that about self-care being selfish. And then where I take it is really, we are all souls. We're all spirits on a journey on earth, right? We're all going through our own journey. So yes, there is the part of me that is the physical part of me but there's the emotional part of me. There's the spiritual part of me, the soul. And 
our kids, I happen to be using that example, but you could be talking about the people that work for you if you're a CEO. You could be talking about your clients if you're a therapist. The people who we are caring for, the people who come to you, your clients, someone, your employees, your children, they're coming to you to feel connected. They're coming to you because they want to feel seen. They want to know that you see them, whether it's their productivity and efficiency at work, whether they're having a challenge at work and they need you to assist them, whether it's your children and they are having a hard time settling down at night, you know, which most kids do have. They, they're coming to us for connection. They're coming to us for a safe place to land. And if we are not in, if we don't create that space inside of ourselves, we deny the other person of this soul to soul connection that we're all seeking. Just like with you guys, I couldn't wait to say yes to you because I wanted to have an hour of soul to soul connection with you guys. Yeah. At the end of the day, when I move into my afternoon with my clients, I'm going to be more rich. I'm going to be more full with whoever gets to be in my orbit, my field this afternoon, because we had this connection today, hoping that everybody that's listening is feeling this. So I call it soul care because it's not only about that shower. It is about that shower. And it's important for us to join together and give ourselves permission for that. We want to say we've had enough of being at the effect of society and culture. Like we're intelligent human beings. We don't need someone to tell us that it's selfish to take care of ourselves anymore. We have to band together and say that's, that's ridiculous, really. It's ridiculous to think that if I take care of myself, I could be anything but better and more beneficial for my child is ridiculous. And we're not having it anymore. And then on top of that, we're souls on a journey. We're spirits on a journey. And when we get to the end of our life and we look back, we're not going to look back at whether our kid got in bed at eight o'clock on a Tuesday night. We're going to look back at how connected we were on the journey with our children that's what I know that people are hungry and starving for. And that is why we need to think of ourselves as a whole souled individual. That's why I elevate the practice of self-care to really the practice of soul care. It's an elevation. It's like soul care 2.0, right? Yeah. Well, and so a lot of the podcast is about the shifting paradigm and mm -hmm. how we kind of mentioned this before we started recording that how we're kind of moving into this post-COVID world. And I love what Michael Beckwith says about, we have this agreement that we're going to brush our teeth and brush our hair before we leave the house, but yet we don't take care of our inner landscape and the world within us before we leave. And then we wonder why everyone's like road raging and flipping people up and all these crazy things that are happening. So I love that you're taking some of these like basic concepts that are starting to be, you know, mainstream like self-care and really saying like, let's elevate that and actually talk about ushering in this new paradigm, which is actually taking care of yourself so that you can take care of your soul, so you can show up better in the world each moment. Exactly Beautiful. correct. One of my favorite quotes is from a Greek philosopher, Epictetus, I think is how you pronounce his name. And um, it's just very simply, it says, God has entrusted me with myself. Yes. And I think, yeah, God has entrusted me us with our, with ourselves to really take good care of ourselves. And yet I have so much compassion for all of us, right? Because we are fed and inundated on a day-to-day -day basis with, if I go take that shower, if I go take that walk 
in nature that I know I'm craving, that somehow it's selfish, that somehow it's wrong, that somehow how it's robbing my child of something or my boss of something, you know, or my employee of something. And so, yeah, to join together with other thought leaders and other parents and other individuals that want to say, yeah, we do have to elevate this. Somebody needs to be the first set of people that are going to go absolutely not. And as you guys know, my son is now in college, you know? So for anyone who has younger children, you know, I can, I'm your proof. I'm your evidence that I'm, I will stand in it, you know, to the end that the person who benefited the most from me taking care of my soul is yes. my son. My, my yes. husband might rival that. I, he might definitely say our marriage <laughs> has definitely, you know, right. our, our marriage is good. Uh, my clients, you know, I come full, but really if there's ever a doubt in anyone's mind, who's listening, like my son and I, our family, and that is because I have like the audacity to say out loud that I put myself first before my son. I almost, if I had had the courage, the name of my book would have been put yourself first. Mm, I didn't have the courage at the time that I wrote my book. I thought it sounded very arrogant and audacious to tell a parent, put yourself first because it's so antithetical to what we're taught as a culture. Parents are supposed to put yourself behind your children. But I'm telling you, like I'm sitting here, I, I put myself first yeah. and by putting myself first, you, you get into this expanded state of, of awareness and time anyway. So you yeah. end up having more time because you're just happier. Yeah. And exactly. yeah, so. Yeah. And it's really, re, it's the reprogramming or the rewiring of the conditioning around like, like I do not, I used to get up and go right into work. Get to the emails, get to the and all that conditioning. And now it's like I literally block off my calendar for two hours and do the walk, I do the meditation, I do the everything's just really slow. So by the time I show up for a 12 o'clock podcast interview, it's like I'm so grounded. But the conditioning is so strong that I have to watch how often I start having the guilt and shame kind of like, wait, you're not starting work till 11. It's like, well, what do you think I've been doing for the first two or three hours? That's work. That's so that's the whole paradigm shift there. That's what the conscious is all about. That's what we're trying to like put out into the world. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's brilliant. And it just shows how deeply ingrained the conditioning in is. And so if we're thinking of you or Julie or myself or Michael Beckwith, you know, he Mm -hmm. also gets up, does his meditation, goes to the gym, you know, all of the things you're speaking of to, to care for ourselves so that we show up the best we can be. And then if you really want to get into the quantum physics of it, what happens is that, that, that small amount of time that you've taken expands and you're living in a, in an expanded consciousness. Like we were talking about before that state where there, there really are no ceilings. There really are no limitations And then the ironic and paradoxical thing is that by actually going against what culture tells us, we actually enter into this field that everybody wants to be in anyway, which is like, I'm living my best potential. I see solutions where I wouldn't have seen solutions. I see possibilities where I wouldn't have seen possibilities. When my son is having a hard 
time getting out of the house in the morning instead of being in my blinders of like, we have to get to school on time, which everyone wants to be to school on time. I get it. But you're in this, you're in a different space. And, and then you have compassion and you're saying, oh my gosh, of course you're, of course you want to count the butterflies or the holy <laughs> clovers on the three leaf clovers on the way to school. Of course, it's taking you 10 minutes to get to the car. Of course you're piddling, you know, yeah. and it puts you in a different place and space that is the space we all want to be in anyway yes yeah yeah but sometimes the dysfunction is so deep that people are not even aware that what they're doing is actually not elevating their soul i mean what do you what do you recommend or how do you work with clients who are so disconnected from that that they don't even know like i i remember saying to you you know i used to think that going to get a pedicure was the thing right and then I started noticing as I was going deeper in my work with you that after leaving the salon, I felt exactly the same way, if maybe not a little bit worse from having been around all the chaos. Whereas now I've learned that going to play the guitar in my bedroom or writing in my journal or meditating is that which fills up my cup and gets me to a place of feeling like I'm overflowing. And but, not only um, that, a, then you have this beautiful music and poetry. And for you, I don't know how many of the listeners know your personal story, but it's very powerful because it's taken you then into an old profession and career path that was very culturally oriented. And it's taken you into following your own inner soul and calling into a whole yes. new career path. Yes, and, and the poetry, like, Susie, the poetry. Oh my gosh. Jesus. Everyone listening, one, we call her the word goddess in the inner song. We're like, she is the word goddess. And I'm not I'm saying yeah, that. It's really exquisite. So, so what I would ask is when you put out this podcast, maybe you put a little link to one of your pieces of, especially hearing you share your own, like your own voice. Yeah. Speaking mm -hmm. your poetry is, it's like none other. So what you're saying is so powerful. What do we say to individuals? Because you were once that individual. I was once that individual. My whole journey started because Will, when he was little, 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 said to me two things. One, mommy, your face looks so funny when it's all scrunched up like that. <laughs> and I just was looking at how must this little guy, because I was probably that person going, we have to get out of the door to get to kindergarten on time. Hurry up, you know? And one other time he says to me, you know, mom, you just really need to smile more. You're so serious all the time. And he was accurate. So what do I say to myself, to you, to individuals who have been so indoctrinated is that yes, for eons, for generations, culture has been um, inundating us with moving away from our center, right? So we're spiritual beings, which means we've come from the invisible. Our inner landscape, our inner environment is invisible. And we can get mesmerized by the outer world. And sometimes the outer world takes us away from our soul. And I used to always, you know, um, ask in my meditations, like, what the heck if this thing that we call God or spirit or source energy or the universe or however you want to language it, this higher, greater presence, if it's so omniscient, 
why in the heck did it make it a still small voice? Like you always hear like the still small voice, you know? <laughs> and I was like, well, if you're omniscient, if I was omniscient, I would have made it like the loud booming voice. <laughs> and I would go like, people, soul care, like go take a shower, <laughs> right? I would make it the big booming voice. And I always had this question. And one day in my meditation, it came to me and it says, no, it's the still small voice to help you come back home to yourself so that you start listening to my voice, to the voice of your own intuition, your own in your own soul, because each one of us has that voice in a very unique way to us. So Julie's way is poetry. My way, I play the piano sometimes, you know, we each have our own, some people love nature. We each have a calling. Maybe right now, if you're listening, you're having a calling to be a, a, a more present connected parent. Maybe somebody listening is having a, a, a feeling, a calling to elevate your own coaching practice or your therapy practice. Maybe somebody is like you, Julie, like on a needing a whole new career trajectory and they're looking for the courage. That's a very deep, subtle, unique voice. And so, and so we're seeking to um, become more interested in the inner voice than the outer world. Yes. And why people don't take that, besides what we've already spoken of, culture tells you don't take that journey. Yeah. When they want culture wants you, you know, buying the next blah, blah, blah. Besides all of that is also because it's not for the faint of heart because when you begin to sit still and get still, you have to go through these layers of those voices saying, no, 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 don't do that. And who do you think you are? Or like you were saying, David, like in the morning, like you can't take till 11 o'clock and yeah. like go do your leisurely meditation practice. So you have to sift through those voices. And why I think a lot of people don't is because that can be painful. It very can, painful. can be yeah. very painful. And scary. And yeah. scary and scary. So again, why we're joining together in community, why we work one-on-one -on -one with individuals. You know, we worked on that in your sessions, Julie. I remember the first trip you took on a weekend yeah. by yourself. And I just have another client that just went on a trip yes. by herself those things are huge. Maybe there's a mom listening right now that knows deep, deep down, I, I actually need time away from my children. Yeah. That feels so counterintuitive and it certainly feels counter to what culture tells you. But if you take that time and it's scary away from your children, then the woman who comes back to be with the children is the person you've been wanting to reconnect with for so yes, long, you know? Absolutely. So that's absolutely. what I say to people. It's not for this faint of heart. It, it's a courageous act. And sometimes you need support in, in doing it because it's really about proving out to yourself when you get back from the trip. Oh, you know, I wasn't punished for doing that. It actually worked to my benefit, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep thinking worthiness, worthiness, worthiness. I mean, that's such, I know you have a course about that, but I think especially for women, it's particularly difficult to get to that place. And that's where this idea of having a strong community around you to help you when you start to waver and you feel like, oh, I don't know if I can maintain this courage, you know, 
and for them to say, yes, you can, we're right here for you. We're lifting you up. Exactly. And not to get too, you know, religious versus spirituality, but when you think about it, it's in the Bible that says, you know, Adam and Eve sinned. So even if you're not like a Bible scholar or you, you know, I was raised Jewish, I wasn't even really raised in, it's in the cultural ethers that something's wrong with us. We've sinned. We're not worthy. We're not enough. So it's in the religious, it's infused in that it's probably not how it was meant to be, or maybe it was, it doesn't matter. But there's, there is an undeniable something out there that says you're not enough. You're not worthy. And so I think it's important not to recognize ourselves as victims, but to recognize that that actually is out there. It's generational. Mm -hmm. It is out in the consumer world. And that's just to know that that is. So to know that it is an act of courage to say we have been indoctrinated into a certain sense of being here thinking I'm not enough. I'm not worthy, especially as you're saying, definitely women, but, but men also oh, yeah. feeling I'm not enough. So I have to overcompensate. Yeah. And so to take that journey to know, and everyone listening right now, if we could just all just take one exhale, you know, and get really still collectively together and say, you know, are you willing to take that on and, and to um, take that belief system on and say, no, I'm willing to know that I actually am worthy and I will take by whatever course, take whatever path to, to follow that to its fruition. The time that I have on earth, I want to travel it knowing that I actually am enough. I actually am worthy. That's the journey of a lifetime, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Powerful stuff. So can you just kind of to tie that in with the mountaintop work that you do? I know that's been a powerful, very simple practice that can help me get back to my center when I start to get a little And so can you talk about how you use that? Because it's helped me so many times. Yeah, thank you. And so we can, let's all do it together. So in any moment, we can zoom out. It's like the idea of taking off on a plane. So you take off on a plane and it isn't actually that the people in the cars get smaller. But if you can imagine yourself right now taking off on a plane, you look down and as your perspective gets higher, the people and the cars look smaller, right? So it's the same principle in the mountaintop. And it is a practice that I do. Often I do practice it myself on a daily basis with clients. It's the process and the principle that Albert Einstein shared. It's actually quantum physics that says, we can't solve the problem at the level of consciousness that created the problem. So if you're having a struggle with your child, having them to brush their teeth in the evening, or you're grappling with, you know, I really do want to take my career to the next level, but I am afraid to take that two hours in the morning to myself because I feel like I need to be making those calls or what have you. If you're grappling with something, 
you're not going to answer whatever you're grappling with. You're not going to help your child brush their teeth at night by meeting them at the level of anxiety that that's happening. So we need to rise up in consciousness. So everyone who's listening, take a, a large or a small challenge issue, just speed bump, something that you're grappling with that's real in your life right now, something that's real. And assuming you're not driving, if you're driving while you're listening to this, don't close your eyes. But assuming you're not driving, just take a moment and close your eyes just so you can become truly aware of what you're grappling with. Cause I want this to be real for everyone. So you're grappling with whatever you're grappling with could be the smallest of things. Maybe, you know, you want to go take a walk in nature this afternoon, but you just feel like you don't have the time. You'll end up not making dinner or folding your laundry, whatever it is you're grappling with it. I want you to see yourself wherever you are right now, just rising up until you're on the top of a mountain. And you feel yourself on top of that mountain and you recognize, oh my gosh, at the top of this mountain, there's no ceiling. There's nothing above me, but endless sky at the top of a mountain. There's no walls. There's no walls around me. I can twirl. I can jump. I can swirl. There's no, there's no walls. There's no limitations. There's no boundaries. There's no ceiling. I'm literally free at the top of a mountain, like literally free. And you feel yourself literally unencumbered, literally free at the top of a mountain with no ceiling above you. And as you're recognizing yourself and feeling yourself up there, you then begin to look down and you see, oh, there I am at the bottom of the mountain and I'm struggling at night with brushing of the teeth or the giving myself permission to take that extra 20 minutes in the morning or whatever it is. And when you look down at yourself, you're looking down at yourself through the energy and the feeling of compassion for yourself. Oh my gosh, look at myself. I'm trying to do the best I can. I'm trying to be the best mom I can. And I can't even give myself permission to go take that walk, or I just don't want dinner to be late, or I just think that if I don't do X, Y, and Z work, I can't really make that career change. I can't really follow my, that fearless place that wants to take the leap. You're on top of the mountain. You're on top of the mountain and you're looking down at yourself and you're feeling so much compassion to for how hard you're working, how perfectly you're trying to do your life, how good your intentions are. And you can see a thread going all the way back to probably when you were a child. Something was implanted in you way back that's having you react in this particular way. But from the top of the mountain looking down, you see yourself through compassion. You give yourself permission for whatever it is that you need right now. And lastly, before you open your eyes, we're just going to say something together like, I see you. I see the struggle you're having. I see what you're grappling with. I'm right here. I got you. I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. We'll figure this out. We're going to get through this. And just listen to your intuition and just see 
do you feel a prompting right now? Do you feel a calling? Do you feel something? And if so, just listen. If nothing comes to you, that's perfectly fine. But maybe, just maybe from the mountaintop, you get an insight that you haven't thought of. Something comes through. And then whenever you're ready, just gently open your eyes. That is the mountaintop in a nutshell. So did anything come to either one of you guys? I'm always so curious, right? If nothing came, that's fine. You're trying to do a podcast, but I'm just curious if anything came. Oh, well, I, what came to me is capital P-L-A-Y. Oh, nice. Um, there's a big one around that with my son, Kyle. And I think that when he is demonstrating rebellious behaviors, he's saying, mom, play with me. Would you please play with me? Stop being so serious all the time. And so it's a thing that I'm working on is how to be, to meet him where he is, right? And not have an expectation that he just button up and be serious all the time to get things done. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. I love how whatever comes to people always comes very uniquely. And and like, I love that it came to you, P-L-A-Y. Yeah, it was big. The word, and you're such a word goddess, right? So of course it would come to you, P-L-A-Y. You could see the words, it's big, it's bolded, it's right. Yeah. And I also happen to know you. So I also love, this is why this work is so deep and infinitely fascinating to me all the time and how layered it is, because I know that you come from a thread a childhood thread similarly to myself of like, there's a certain way to do things. And if you do things in a more serious, methodical way, it's better. And and you've been breaking out of that paradigm as have I. And, um, and what our children want is, you know, we reach them more effectively through play. That's their language. So I love that that came to you. Don't you wish... Yeah. We had access to all the listeners right in this second. Yeah, exactly. I want to know like what came to everybody. Anything come to you, David? For me, it was, I've been working on this course on intuition and I have not, for several months, I have not recorded it because I did my teacher thing. And I planned it all out like meticulously and I couldn't hit record. And speaking of the taking a break, when Julie took her break, I went to the same place in Mendocino and did like a silent retreat. So I tell people I did a silent retreat and they're like, Oh, tell us all about it. Where do I sign up? And I'm like, oh, you just go by yourself to the beach. <laughs> and I'm like, we can all do this, you know, for, in some way, somehow. And so when I got back from there, I was like, okay, I'm ready to hit record. And I just hit record. But then I got interrupted and I couldn't finish all the recordings. Like I was ready. I was recording all of them. And then I had to go to the school for a meeting. So I was like, okay, I guess I have to do it again. So right now I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it right after the time with Susie and Julie, because I know that I'll be so filled up that it'll be like the best recordings I ever do. So I'm doing them as soon as we hang up. Well, I got anyone. Oh my that. gosh. <laughs> I love that so much. And I love how the universe puts the perfect thing in front of us right yes. in the moment to steer you in that direction. And so this is proving out what we're talking about soul care, because then you will, by the end of today, be on your way to this product. That's how you go from soul to manifesting exactly. on the physical world. So you will have that manifested and yep. then you will be able to offer it to people who are hungry to learn how to do that. And then the same for you, Julie, you're moving from soul 
to physicalization, to manifestation, because this afternoon you will play with Kyle. You will show up differently for Kyle. You will show up in the way that he needs you because of this. So this is how you manifest. So this is very important part of the work, right? That it's not just this airy fairy soul care every day that, oh, you know, Susie and Julie and David, they're kind of woo woo and they do like their soul care moment up on the mountaintop. No, no, no. It's very also practical and tangible because you do go to this intangible place and you connect in this way that like Einstein said, it's it's the place that Rumi talked about with the field. We're all seeking to be in the infinite. But then it's not, you don't just go there to hang out in the infinite. You bring it back into the manifest plane. You're going to be a different woman today with Kyle. You're going to have a product. So, you know, when you have the product and people are enrolling, this becomes part of the timbre and the the interwoven fabric and tapestry of what you'll be telling them. You'll be saying, well, this course started... Well, it really started on your retreat, but then (laughs) part of it, right? And these breadcrumbs, and this is how you build a manifest life that is rich with soul, that is rich, that is the real definition of abundance and wealth, because it's it's rich with this, but also the universe wants you to have a joyful connection with your children. The universe wants you to be profitable and, and make a lot of money so that you can do a lot of good on the planet, right? Yes. Or yes. whatever it is for you. Want you to have a relaxed connection with your children. Want you to follow your dreams. Want you to follow your calling. Like this isn't just available to some people. This is real. This is, this is the real laws of the universe that when you live connected to your soul and then you bring it back onto earth, yes. you manifest you physicalize it because your outer world is a reflection of your inner state of consciousness. And like we were saying before, it doesn't mean that it's not hard. It doesn't mean that it's not messy. It doesn't mean that you don't have to like grapple with some stuff. It doesn't mean that you might not need to join an inner Sangha or a mentoring group or a group. like, it doesn't mean that we, 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 we evolve faster, we, we rise higher when we evolve together, right? Yes. We rise higher more quickly when like-minded people join together. It doesn't mean that it's, it's not an act of courage, but that's what we're here to do, you know? Yeah. The life is available to everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I just feel like it's such an important moment when you feel like you're, you're kind of hanging out there and you are in that intangible space that's when you really need the support of people to help you make that link back into the physical realm so that it's fully embodied. And that that's what I find to be so difficult. Yeah. A million percent. And that's why it is learning to really find like-minded people that you feel safe with, that you can trust that are trustworthy, that really understand you. And also to, connect back to your own childlike nature, your own intuitive place that, that really lives in that preconditioned place anyway, and to learn to, to trust ourselves through connecting with these other people who are like, you got this, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
So I, I, I feel like this again could be like a whole podcast episode, but I just, I think the, the listeners would really benefit from hearing about your spiritual journey in t- terms of you staying true to your soul and what were some of the obstacles mm. that you faced in staying true to that internal wisdom. Excellent. Great, great, great question, right? Because all of us are living, we're in this world, but not of this world, right? So how to, that's a great question, how to navigate staying true to ourselves when we're in this world. And certainly uh, for myself, especially I think in raising my son, Will, and in my professional life are the two areas maybe even in my marriage, the three areas that jump out at me in the most of having to have found the courage to stay true to myself in the midst of what culture was telling me, right? So for instance, uh, with raising Will, you know, we, he really didn't have very much technology at all. Uh, Didn't have a phone until I think he was in the ninth grade or something, which is un heard of, you know, and I'm not, I'm not advocating that or not advocating that. I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying he had ADD and some different things going on that, you know, for our own reasons and choices and wanting to help him stay connected to his creativity and his soul and not have him like too inundated with materialism and, and consumerism. But those kind of simple choices that we made for him were, were what felt right for our family, but certainly we were, and what felt right to very many, many, many families that I work with. And yet we're all inundated with, you know, yeah. oh my gosh, he's, he doesn't, he doesn't play video games or, or how do you navigate the world of video games? How do you stay true to what you know is right for your child in the midst of what they are being bombarded with in in culture? And so navigating that and learning and finding the courage to be true to raising him the way that we wanted to raise him and, and even having then to help him usher and navigate in his world, mom, why, of course, I want to play three hours of video games at night. Why can't I play Fortnite? Everybody else can play Fortnite. Like those navigating things are not small. That is, that is the stuff of, of what parents everywhere are grappling with. Parents everywhere are, are like, what is this thing, Fortnite? Like how, how did this inundate our kids' life? And how do we navigate that. This is what you're asking, Julie. How, how did we stay? It wasn't easy. It was, um, it was calling other parents and having really uncomfortable conversations. because I wanted to be liked. I didn't want to be the parent, the weird, crunchy granola parent that, right. I wanted my kid to be normal and accepted and not, you know, vilified or, whatever, wanting to be accepted, not wanting to ruffle feathers. And so then I'm calling the other mom going, you know, do we think, you know, we could go to the park? I found like, oh my God, everybody wants the same thing. And it isn't who watches video games and who doesn't, it's that we're all grappling with the same question. We're all grappling, right? And with my with my profession, with my career, when Will was young, you know, I have a passion. Obviously, I'm 
I'm hungry for getting these teachings out there and for, right, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. And yet inwardly, you know, um, people would tell me like, well, you can't, you can't see clients in the middle of the day because <laughs> nobody will see, nobody will come right. to you. You have to see clients at night. But when I, once I had will, it's like that wasn't lining up for me anymore. And so to, to ask those clients who did used to see me at night when I was single or I was just married, this is what research is showing us right now. Research is showing us right now that if you do take a break in the middle of the day, you come back to the rest of your day more oh, productive. Yeah. And what is culture all about? The bottom line, profit. So research is showing us now that if you take a break in the middle of your day to go walk around the office or walk around the, the block or get on your treadmill or have a session, your bottom line, your profit is going to be better because your employees are going to be coming back more rich, more full, more creative, more fresh, more refreshed, right? I just followed my intuition at the time. 20 years ago, 18 years ago, when my son was young, that wasn't the research out there. So I had to depend upon my own research, my own intuition, my yes. own knowing. I knew that inwardly. I knew that if somebody came to me before work in the morning or during their lunch hour, I knew that would happen. But that was my own inner, like you're talking about, your intuition. Now research backs it. So what you're asking, Julie, is like, how did I stay true to that? Every single one of you listening has your own you know for your own life yep. and then culture is going to tell you no all i can say is thank goodness i listened thank goodness i did say no i'm going to try this you know i remember my first clients those first three years saying it was back in the day when everybody came in person you know and saying well i'm going to be breastfeeding and my son might cry in the middle of your session right. and i know that this is professionally supposed to be about you and I can't really guarantee that right now. And so I'm totally cool. I'm happy to give you, you know, um, what do you call it? Referrals to someone else. But this is the way my thing has to look right now. Yeah. And then the number of people that were going, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you for giving me permission to X, Y, and Z. So I have had many, 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 many people along the way tell me, don't do it your way. You'll never make it. It'll oh, yeah. never work. And by being true now, I'm fortunate that, you know, we're all seeing, yes, it will. And even you had Julie, like, oh, can I really go in that direction with my career? Because really the way mainstream says, and you're, no, you're learning, oh my gosh, people are lining up to work with you. If anybody needs a word, a word goddess, you know, for their website, for writing a book, like go, go to Julie, Julie, Absolutely. you're a woman, right? So you're learning that don't follow the old prescription if it no. doesn't work for you. If it works for you, great, follow it. If it doesn't, you have to really trust that everything will open up for you yeah and you're such a great example and you're showing people what sovereignty looks like and you're embodying it which is so amazing right Thank you. right if there's any denying i have i have the evidence to exactly prove it. so I, so i can stand behind you i'll be you're like your yes. greatest supporter cheerleader advocate 
because I know that I know that I know that I know that it works. Why? Because the universe is benevolent and it wants every one of us to rise. It wants every one of us to thrive. It wants every one of us to feel abundant and prosperous. There's, the universe isn't saying, well, you know, we don't want Susie Lula to have a thriving practice because she had a son. We don't want Julie <laughs> to have a thriving practice because she thinks she has to do it a different way. It's like it wants, the universe wants every one of us to live to our calling in prosperity, with joy, with abundance, you know, shining and thriving and being true to ourselves. That's, it doesn't want us to waste one second not taking that leap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And I'd love to give listeners an opportunity to figure out how to connect with you. Um, so where, where can they find you and what do you have coming up? So the easiest thing is to go to suzylula.com as long as you can spell it S-U-Z-I-L-U-L-A.com. Um, there's tons of free resources, tons of talks and free classes and videos. I also have online classes. Thank you for asking. But the big thing coming up is a certification program. So if you are a parent, a father, a therapist, an educator, someone in the healing profession, and you really want to dive more deeply either on your own personal journey and transform or take that leap into learning how to work with clients on the emotional level, the spiritual level, working with the inner child. We did talk about that, but it's a huge part of my work. If you want to dive deeper, please look into that program. It's starting in January and I have a free relationship um, intensive coming up. It's free. It's um, I don't know when this will air, but you can, you'll find it even if it did air um, or happen on my website. So it's free, lots of free stuff on my website. And Susie, as, a, as someone who's been teaching for years and years and years, you are a natural born teacher. And it's so wonderful. Even the way you did this podcast episode was like teaching. And so I did your inner child courses, which I shared at the beginning, and they're absolutely life-changing. And so whatever you have on your website right now, I guarantee you, it will change your life because she's an amazing teacher. And you love what you you know, you practice what you teach, which is you. the best. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, and I guess what the name of my course is going to be called navigating your inner GPS. <laughs> so we're, we're having, we're having, you know, you, you basically were talking about navigating your intuition. I'm like, yes, it's a good name for the course. <laughs> it all yeah. came to you right yeah, now. All, yeah. This is what fascinates me. And if it's happening for you and Julie right here in this moment, imagine all of your listeners. So whoever's listening um, write back to David and please share with me if people write back, like, I'd love to hear what the insights or any popping, yes. any insight. Like, I just would love to hear and know anything you got from this time, any, any changes you might go take that leap to make, you know, so find us, email me, email him, uh, yeah. email, email Julie, like, let us know. Yeah, we'll try and think of a way to set it up so people can. That would be super can, cool. Can Mine is Susie at Susie Lula. You can just go on my website okay. and you'll see it. So um, I would just love to hear any insights. I always love to hear what are the insights people get, you know? Yes. Yeah, good. Thank you so much for your generosity and sharing your wisdom and, and energy with us. Thank you Thank guys you. for having me. Here's to many, many, many more. And here's to everybody out there listening. May your cup runneth over, you know, hope you're full of inspiration for the rest of your day. Thank you, Susie. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye. I'm so glad that Julie and I got the opportunity today to share the magic of Susie. 
with you. I'm curious what intuitive messages came to you during the mountaintop process. And I know Susie is curious too. Where do you intend to create more inner spaciousness? Don't you love that word? Inner spaciousness in your life. So please share your insights with me and Susie and Julie on Facebook to keep this conversation going. We'd really love to hear them. And if you're a new listener, please go to my website, davidkrichards.com. And even if you aren't a new listener, I just recently released my free ultimate guide to navigating your inner GPS. And I did mention in the episode with Susie that that's what came through for me during the meditation was this course that's actually accompanying the inner GPS guide. So the guide is free and I'm releasing the inner GPS course in November for free. Its market value is $349 and I'm launching it for free because these are really tough times and I really just want to give and serve at this moment. And since it's the first time I'm launching it, I also just want to get it out into the world and hopefully you will join me for the journey. It's a four-week cohorted experience where we have recorded videos but also weekly Facebook lives or live lessons and you are you can answer questions engage with the group and so we're going to make it a really exciting and amazing experience to help you really connect with your intuitive truth and I really break it down step by step look at the big picture of where we are today in the world and, and then give you day by day step by step piece by piece instructions and information to help you navigate your own inner GPS and become the sovereign being that you are completely meant to be. I will notify you when you sign up for the guide on the website when the course is available, which will be really soon. All right. Thank you, everyone. Here's to finding your way back to the mountaintop perspective throughout your day. Thanks for listening, everyone. Much love. (music) 